Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. As I mentioned the other day with regard to Vladimir Putin's use of Islamist Chechen terror squads, it brought to mind something that uh, perhaps you will recall, and that is, of course, our need to go to war in response to so-called ethnic cleansing against Muslims. But you see, it's only ethnic cleansing if it's pertaining to Muslims supposedly being on the receiving end of it. We only go to war on behalf of certain groups of people, in case you haven't noticed. Muslims, for instance. Oh, well, but what about in Iraq? It was on behalf of Muslims in Iraq who were being oppressed by Saddam Hussein, Hussein Uday, who were also Muslim, but, you know, of a more secular variety. So, too, the case of us, you know, applauding the overthrow of the Egyptian regime. The overthrow by Islamist terrorists and so forth. No, our engagement, our going to war under Bill Clinton gloriously In addition to it being a matter of uh, the tail chasing the dog, it was on behalf of Muslims, on behalf of Islamists. But what I have determined, found out since I referred to this the other day, is that these Chechen Islamist terror groups terror squadrons, they apparently were actually embedded with all of the Russian invasion force units from day one. It's not just an afterthought. It's not just in response to results not being what Putin expected and demands. But from day one, the ferocity, the absolute satanic barbarism is akin to what you find with Islam everywhere in the world. That's right. Whether it is Southeast Asia, South Asia, Central Asia, the Middle East, Northern Africa, anywhere else in Africa, and everywhere else that Islam gets a toehold, gets a beachhold, establishes 
any kind of semblance of power. Vicious, ruthless, satanic, sadistic destruction. Not just pertaining to militaries of nations that they are seeking to topple and destroy and to seize the property of, the lands of, the nations of, but against the elderly, against the women, young women, girls, children, youths, monstrous, satanic, torturous barbarism. There have been other such displays of satanic evil down through history. Notably, wherever communism has taken over. In Cambodia, Pol Pot, his Khmer Rouge, slaughtering more than one-half of the population of four million people. Forcing children to kill, to murder children. Forcing them to do so. When I say forcing, I mean that if they refused to take part in murdering the other children, they would be murdered. Monstrous, unimaginable evil. Wherever communism has been. Communist China, mainland China, formerly mainland China, Communist China, their military, which is titled the People's Liberation Army. That is still its title to this day, the People's Liberation Army. Well, the People's Liberation Army liberated a more vast number of people to death than has ever been done on the face of the earth. It overshadowed what the Soviet Union did, overwhelmingly to Christians and Jews, and to white Russians, such as those in Ukraine and Georgia, particularly, but It overshadowed that. It exceeded that. The People's Liberation Army. Wonderful title. You know, it's like a woman's right to choose. And the Soviet Union exceeded the body count from Hitler's Nazi Third Reich. But the satanic barbarism, the monstrous, torturous murder, the same whether it is Cambodia, North Korea, communist China, the former Soviet Union, Nazi Third Reich, you find the same thing in Ethiopia, in Sudan, in Somalia, everywhere 
that fascism, communism, both of which are socialism, and Islam take over. That is a hallmark. In Cuba, everywhere, where these monsters take over. Are there others that commit such? Yes. The Mexican drug cartels come to mind. The Colombian, Colombian drug cartels come to mind. Wherever the evil are. And it is a mark of the so-called God that the Islamists worship. You see, they do not only not expect to be punished for the monstrous evils that they commit in the name of Allah and Muhammad, and which are copied after Muhammad. But they expect to be rewarded for this savagery, this wanton, unspeakably evil savagery against men, women, children, elderly, youths, babies, and all. Ramzan Kadyrov, so-called protege of Vladimir Putin, one of Putin's golden boys, <laughs> Warlord from Chechnya, vicious, ruthless, satanic, sadistic, would-be successor to Putin. That is his plan, is to succeed Putin. Putin doesn't plan on that, but, <laughs> but Katerov's vicious, barbaric, monstrous Islamist terrorists are known as the Katarovtsi fighters. The evils that they have committed, it really speaks to the stupidity, if you will, of Vladimir Putin. For him to be so brazen, blatant, and flagrant, with regard to the slaughter of the Ukraine people. It completely exposes the lie of his unbelievably evil propaganda against Ukraine. It shows the evil for what they are. Autopsies have been performed on civilians in areas that have been retaken by Ukraine, where these horrendously evil Islamists have been, who videotaped themselves doing great (laughs) works 
always yelling out their catchphrase. Allahu Akbar, with Allahu being Allah, pseudonym for Satan. And their works are absolutely the works of Satan. One thing that was found was white bands were tied around prisoners' arms who were captured. Similar to those found on the bodies of murdered civilians in this one city of Ukraine, this eastern city, Mariupol. Civilians who attempted to leave their homes to get food and water butchered. And wherever the Ukraine forces have taken, retaken towns, cities, villages that the Russian invasion forces with the Islamists have occupied, they have found piles of bodies of dead civilians as well as the secret mass graves of so many thousands. Know this, the blood, the suffering, the unspeakable, evil, terrible suffering of the Ukraine people, that is on the heads of the leaders of the West. That is on the heads of Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris and their Democrat Party, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, photo op Pelosi, and the rest. All of their military top brass, all of their intelligentsia top brass. And the leaders of the superpowers, if you will, the nuclear-armed powers of Great Britain and France and the non-nuclear-armed powers of Germany and Italy and NATO and the European Union. The blood that cries out from Ukraine is on the heads of all of the leaders of the West that have so horrendously turned their backs on Ukraine in hopes that Vladimir Putin would be satisfied with Ukraine. But the brazenness of Putin It is directly akin to that of Adolf Hitler, whose game plan he is using to the hilt, to the nth degree. Adolf Hitler counted on never being held to account for the evils he committed. He counted on winning after all. But even after victory 
was beyond imagination. The monstrous destruction of civilians continued. Adolf spent a couple years and an enormous fortune on engineering his flight (laughs) to safety, which he succeeded with. But I digress. But the evils, the blatant, flagrant, horrendous destruction, torturous destruction of men, women, youths, children, elderly, committed by the Nazi Third Reich, Hitler and his top brass had zero concerns about all of that being found out. So to Stalin and Lenin and those following Stalin. Nothing to be concerned about. So too in communist China, North Korea, Cambodia, and so forth. And you see, dear old Vladimir Putin, he lived and operated in this environment. And just is as brazen and blatant and arrogant as he can be. And when he has had assassinations committed abroad, in Britain notably, but elsewhere abroad, he has had his assassins use methodology that is directly traceable to Russia. No concern for concealing it, just the opposite. He wants it to be known who did these evils. But the bodies that have been examined, so many have been so badly disfigured and or decapitated that it's been impossible to identify them. Many are burnt like with serial kidnap, rapist, murderers, torture murderers here in the United States of America. Burning the bodies to desecrate them principally. But not to cover the tracks. This is not about preventing being (laughs) brought to justice, so-called. No. Nothing of the kind. But here, these people, their faces smashed into pieces. You can't put it back together. Sometimes there's no head at all. And these Chechen Islamists, they have fired heavy machine guns at apartment buildings, residential buildings, 
wherever they've gone, they go door to door to slaughter all of the civilian people. And then they shout their little catchphrase. They perfectly represent their God, Satan. As does their leader, Ramzan Kadyrov. Just wicked, evil destroyers. But again, yes, Putin and these Islamists and the evil Russian senior commanders and leaders and commanders and soldiers, they are responsible for the evils they've committed. But the blood of the Ukraine people is on the heads of the leaders of the West who turn their back on Ukraine. Who turn their backs on Ukraine. Because Ukraine just did not seemingly provide enough economic reason for them to get involved. And on that note, I mentioned the other day about Joe Biden stating that the United States of America would militarily defend Taiwan if communist China were to invade. And it was stated that that was a huge... Huge blunder, huge mistake, because this is a breach of the long-standing policy of strategic ambiguity and other such utter nonsense, such immoral nonsense. But as I stated then, just to reiterate, there's nothing wrong with Joe Biden stating that. On the contrary. But, for myself, I can't believe that communist China believes it. I know better than to believe it, but I can't believe they would believe it. And the only reason that I can think of that Joe Biden would be coming out with this, reasons, I'll give a couple. One is computer chips. What? What are you talking about? Taiwan is now (laughs) computer chip central. Ground zero for computer chips. For the latest, greatest, state-of-the-art computer chips. Massive supplier of computer chips. Economic reason. To defend Taiwan. It's in the economic interest of the United States of America and of the Biden administration, the Biden-Harris administration. Another reason is to deflect attention from Ukraine. 
oh boy, we're still big and strong and we're going to assert our power here. (laughs) While we ignore Ukraine. But another reason is that Trump, President Trump, whom (laughs) I was not and am not an admirer of, there were good things that were done under his administration. Under the Trump-Pence administration, there definitely were. There have only been evil ones under the Biden-Harris administration, but He signed a Defense Authorization Act, the latest National Defense Authorization Acts, plural, which provided billions and billions in defense spending, but also had interesting little provisos that Communist China really had difficulty with, if you will. The act states the following, quote, the United States should strengthen defense and security cooperation with Taiwan to support the development of capable, ready, and modern defense forces necessary for Taiwan to maintain a sufficient self-defense capability, end quote. Taiwan's president, Mrs. or Miss Tsai Ing-wen, is of stronger stuff than South Korea's President Moon, to put it mildly. Thankfully, she took office in 2016. But again, Trump. Got the ball rolling. Meanwhile, the People's Liberation Army, they held all manner of military, naval, amphibious drills around and about Taiwan, threatening Taiwan. Before I continue, let me just say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks only to God Almighty And his holy son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is on me. That is my fault. But I may or may not have previously mentioned this, and I probably did. But dear old Uncle Joe Biden, not to be confused with the general who was known by that moniker, but rather I'm referring to this nickname that was used to refer to Joseph Stalin. And Joseph Stalin, of course, was a pseudonym for the monster. (laughs) But Uncle Joe Biden His wonderful, visionary disinformation governance board under Homeland Security 
taken from George Orwell's Ministry of Truth in his work 1984, even as Putin has imitated Adolf Hitler to the nth degree with his character assassination of Ukraine. His continual evil propaganda against Ukraine. Ironically likening Ukraine to Nazis. When in fact he is the fascist. His regime is fascist totalitarian. The Russian Federation is dictated to by a fascist dictatorship under Vladimir Putin. But his invasion of Crimea and the other areas that were taken previously. His current invasion, murderous, torturous, terrorist invasion of Ukraine. Taken directly after Adolf Hitler. Exactly the way that Hitler's stormtroopers and Wehrmacht, his SS, committed monstrous Barbarous destruction of Russian civilians in the invasion of Russia during World War II. And the evil being done by the Islamist Chechen terrorist squads and the Russian invasion forces directly mirrors that, reflects that. It is the same thing. Equally evil. But interestingly enough, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they are directly imitating what George Orwell laid out for them in 1984, his novel, 1984. His Ministry of Truth, the Disinformation Governance Board, to be headed up by Jennifer Daskal, who worked for the illustrious George Soros previously, and Nina or Nina Jackowitz. But a very short-lived experiment. Biden and Harris et al., they walked that back. No, they did not discard it. Why get rid of such a good idea? (laughs) To be in charge of propaganda. In the name of opposing disinformation, they would be the dispensers of disinformation. Just a thing of beauty. So no, they they got pushback concerning this 
Disinformation Governance Board, which would have told, instructed, informed all Americans what is not true (laughs) and protect, shield Americans from anything other than the Biden administration Democrat propaganda. But so they moved on from Jennifer and Nina or Nina and they have put together something that is really just the same thing. Former Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff and former U.S. Deputy Attorney General Jamie Gorlick. They're going to take the lead now in the place of the aforementioned Jennifer and Nina with a new disinformation initiative. <laughs> oh, boy. It just It's just outstanding, really. What does it remind me of, you know, besides George Orwell's 1984? Do you have any ideas? It reminds me of Kim Yo-jong. Who, who are you talking about? Who is that? Kim Jong-un's sister in North Korea. Kim Yo-jong. Intelligent woman, vicious woman, single woman, last I knew. Her interesting expertise. It just reminds me of that. No, I take it back. She is married to, I can't pronounce this, Sho Song, believed to be the son of Sho Ryong Hai, one of North Korea's most powerful officials. So, what is it about her that reminds me of Biden and Harris's? Disinformation Governance Board, Committee, whatever they're calling it now. Just this. Kim Yo-jong is none other than the vice director of the Workers' Party of Korea Propaganda and Agitation Department. Did you get that? <laughs> Kim Yo-jong, Kim Jong-un's sister, is the vice director of the Workers' Party of Korea Propaganda and Agitation Department. Interesting, you know, it's not nicely named like the disinformation <laughs> Border Committee, and yet even that name I found to be curious. You know, people could take it the wrong way, meaning the right way. But she was appointed, reappointed, 
to be an alternative member to the Politburo of the Central Committee in North Korea. But North Korea, of course, is a communist regime, vicious, ruthless, assassinating, murderous communist regime. But it has the distinction of being a family business, a family enterprise, unlike the former Soviet Union. Imitated by Cuba with the Castros, but a family enterprise, a family business. What could be more endearing? Yes. Well, since the partitioning of Korea and the establishment of North Korea at that time, along the 38th parallel, it has been dictated to, destroyed by the Kim family. Kim Il-sung, long-serving dictator. His son, Kim Jong-il, who served for a comparatively brief time before passing on, and then the grandson, Kim Jong-un. Yes, and we can look forward to Kim Yo-jong taking her place. Wonderful expertise she has, like that of Adolf Hitler, who handled all of the propaganda leadership until delegating that to Joseph Goebbels for the Nazi Third Reich. But just love that. The Workers' Party of Korea Propaganda and Agitation Department. Wonderful combination there. In charge of propaganda, indoctrination, and agitation. Just very special. Very, very special. And uh, anyway, we can expect great things from this enlightened woman. Meanwhile, I did refer to this previously. In dear old Wisconsin, wholesome Wisconsin. For two years now, 14 parents have been fighting... To protect their children and retain their parental authority over them within the Madison Metropolitan School District in Wisconsin. And they should have removed their children because the public school system across America is evil, controlled by evil, dedicated to Subverting, corrupting, seducing, perverting, destroying children. Not educating them. Indoctrinating them and destroying them. Even as Adolf Hitler used the school systems in Nazi Germany. Even as the school systems in every communist nation are used. And in the Islamist regime. 
But this wonderful school district, Madison Metropolitan School District, came out with this secretive transgender policy, which ordered teachers, it ordered teachers, in case there were any teachers that were not on board, it ordered teachers to hide children's gender identity issues, which they got from the terrible indoctrination they were subjected to by the sodomite activists in charge of that to hide those issues from their parents and to affirm the children's chosen identities at school. Well, the Liberty and Alliance Defending Freedom presented oral arguments on behalf of those parents at the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Quote, we asked the court to recognize that parents have the right to direct the upbringing of their children. Yet the Madison Metropolitan School District is deceiving parents and excluding them from important decisions about the well-being of their children. We are optimistic that the court will do what is right and protect the safety of children and the rights of parents, end quote. So said Luke Berg, attorney for the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Well, I do not share the optimism. (laughs) This is from Nicole Russell in the Daily Signal, but I do not share that optimism. The only thing here (laughs) that is being challenged is the school district and the teachers keeping this from the parents. It's not challenging their indoctrinating the children. It's not challenging their seducing and corrupting and perverting and endangering the children, corrupting minors. It's not challenging that. If you want to trust in the courts, you know, be my guest. It's too horrible for words. Meanwhile, Arizona. What do you think about when you hear Arizona? You know, besides desert, desolation, wilderness, the Grand Canyon, Phoenix, the kidnapping capital of the United States of America, Mexican drug cartels, and all manner of illegal aliens. What else do you think about with regard to Arizona. Arizona, to my knowledge, has not been identified as being a particularly leftist state compared to the likes of California, Oregon, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, Washington, D.C., 
Massachusetts. Did I say Connecticut? Yeah. And places like that. But the Arizona Department of Education directs students to sodomite-themed chat rooms run by sodomite activists for children as young as 10 years of age to discuss gender and sexuality with sodomite indoctrinators. Arizona's public schools are doing this, courtesy of the Arizona Department of Education, so-called education. (laughs) The chat rooms were put together with the help, the assistance of members and allies of the sodomite community, the LGBTQ plus community, according to the Department of Education's website. And the website directs students to sodomite resources, including clubs, guides for gender transitions, for sexual mutilation and maiming and destruction and sodomite chat rooms. Oh, yes, these chats have moderators, some of whom work at sodomite centers. This is Arizona, people, which is supposedly so staunchly all-American and independent and what have you. Meanwhile... State Farm Insurance. If I can remember to do this, I may fail to, but I'm, I intend to start using this catchphrase I have come up with that is a takeoff on State Farm Insurance's little mantra. And I'm not musical, and I'm not going to sing it, but like a sodomite child rapist neighbor, State Farm is there. Yes, if I can recall (laughs) to do so, I will begin and end my programs with that. Like a sodomite child rapist neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm Insurance, they came out with a fascinating policy. And they sent emails to their insurer's agents around the country. And one was leaked in January. And this email asked for volunteers to donate leftist gender ideology children's books to local schools, community centers, and libraries to, quote, help increase representation of LGBTQ plus books and support our communities in having challenging, important, and empowering conversations with children age five plus, five years of age and up, to indoctrinate the children to confuse them about their gender, and to cause them to seek to become the opposite sex. That is State Farm Insurance. State Farm Insurance, what do you think of when you hear State Farm Insurance? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, right? Not this 
unbelievably insanely evil indoctrinating sodomite activist corporation that it truly is. Well, after this was leaked out, State Farm walked that back. But they have not disavowed any of it, and they are not changing course. They have even come out and stated that. However, State Farm stands behind the motivation for its initiative, which it supposedly has scrapped. It stands behind the motivation for its initiative, intended to promote inclusivity and pledged it will continue to explore how we can support organizations that provide tools and resources that align with our commitment to diversity and inclusion. People, if you have a policy with state farm insurance, it is imperative that you cancel it effective immediately and never Go back to State Farm. These evil ones, they hide behind this. State Farm stands behind. Whom at State Farm? This is the work of executives at State Farm. Top executives. This is cleared by State Farm Insurance's board of directors. Their chairman. Their vice chairman. Their CEO, their COO. It is utterly damnable. It is as far left, as wickedly evil as anything that has ever come down the pike to attempt to corrupt kindergartners and to cause them in the ensuing years. to seek to have their bodies destroyed, their whole identities, personalities, lives damnably destroyed. It's rather ironic because State Farm Insurance, if there are enough years remaining, and I do not believe there are, State Farm Insurance will probably go bankrupt as a result of lawsuits specifying State Farm Insurance as a defendant in class action lawsuits against them, against all of these destroyers that have engaged in this destruction of children. Down to the age of five years of age. Meanwhile, in Indiana, And that was according to the Daily Signal is where I got information from by Evelyn Homel, Homoel, something like that. And from Daily Signal, Bernadette Hassan, Indiana lawmakers, they had to override the evil governor's veto of their legislated ban on biological males competing with girls in sports in K-12. through 
transgender females, which is lie speak for biological males. But they succeeded. They overrode Governor Eric Holcomb's unspeakably evil veto of the ban. Meanwhile, in Virginia, again from Daily Signal, Lindsey Burke, the governor there is a different kind of man. And he has stated that Virginia is home to the largest education honesty gap in the country. And I'll say more about that in the next program. Fortunately, Virginia finally, after a span of time, got somebody good in his governor. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. 